0: Uh, Hello. Yo. Yo, how are you? How are we doing, antennas?
1: We're good, good. thank you.
0: We're very well, we're very well. It's good to have you here on the podcast, on the Ultimate Fight League official podcast that we're starting off today.
1: Thank you for the invitation, boys.
0: Uh, It's our pleasure. And uh, it's even better that our first guest is not just a veteran of British MMA, He's also a very, very good friend of ours, very close friend. And uh, so it's a privilege for us to have you on today, my man. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's 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 something really good and we're going to start doing this regularly and mm-hmm. we're going to start pumping these podcasts out maybe three or four a week. And we're going to be talking about generally what's going on in the fight game around the UK. And we also want to talk mm-hmm. about what's going on in the world and fighting in general, mm-hmm. whether it's boxing, mm-hmm. Whether it's MMA, whether it's grappling, it could be anything. As long as it's combat sports related, Mm -hmm. that's what we're all about.
1: I feel excited. Thank you, guys. It is a privilege to be as well.
0: Thanks. No, no. Not not at all. So, first of all, obviously, the (laughs) most obvious question I'm going to ask you is, how have you been spending your quarantine time? How has this been for you? How has it affected your training?
1: Uh, Coronavirus situation, yeah it is yeah. like a, quite quite a hard one you know because um, um, I can use gym you know landlord said that uh, this must be everything shut and with uh, some students uh, very very hungry for training we used to train together having lots of food uh, and sharing good energy and knowledge but yeah it is hard so what I do I just run in a the park and do lots of body workouts just try and keep myself in shape yeah gain some extra weight because I eat you more and uh, enjoying life lifestyle like being lazy spending time with
0: your family you know yeah one positive that came out of this is you can spend yeah. more time with your kids yeah. right
1: it's a big time positive thing because like it's like extra five to six hours like i can spend with my family extra you know which is big deal every day and you know, know
0: what yeah, and you know what, see for athletes and people who train hard and they're competing and a lot of athletes like yourself, they have to work full-time jobs every day to be able to supplement the training and to be able to actually afford afford to be able to compete. It's very good for people like you, I feel, and athletes in general to have more time with their family because I feel it refreshes you and just keeps you motivated
1: when i'm on training camp i'm lucky if i see my girls for half an hour one hour a day you know so training work and busy busy like impossible to spend more time but now due to this corona virus situation is just amazing you know i can spend all day with them so yeah i'm excited that extra time to spend together with my daughter and wife
0: yeah so it's not all it's not all too bad is it because of the virus mm-hmm. there's some, some mm-hmm. small positives have came true. out of
1: it yeah. yeah true true
0: but like but it is really crazy right there isn't it all over the world this has literally closed the whole world down I mean there's no gyms open there's no events on you couldn't fight if you wanted to tomorrow do you know what I mean this weekend yeah. if you want if you yeah. if you really really wanted to compete you couldn't I mean there's nothing there's literally nothing going on And everybody's, it's weird because everybody's on the same boat right now, like all industries, all types of jobs, all types of athletes, uh, gym owners, business owners, we're all on the same page right now, normally things are always different, somebody's situation's better than the other, blah, 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 that kind of thing, you know, but right now, literally everybody's in the same position.
1: So, yeah, I can't and wait. It's... Hopefully, the boards will be lifted up after three weeks. I think I've seen articles somewhere that hopefully, fingers crossed, the government decide to give up on this pandemic crisis and then we can yeah. come back to normal lives in the three weeks' time. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. God willing. God willing. So, we'll, we'll move on from talking about the pandemic and the virus because it's a bit yeah. depressing. So, we want to talk about more positive... Uh, Things So if you don't mind antennas, do you mind telling us about your beginning into martial arts when you were in Lithuania? I want to know what inspired you to actually start training full time. I want to know what was it when you were a kid? What experience was it or person you met in your life who really inspired you to pursue this full time and and compete and train every day?
1: I'll try to be quick as possible, you know, the story starts probably from the movie The fanat is a Russian version of like two parts and a crazy guy who goes to fight underground the for the money because he is um, born in a very poor family and I was around seven years old that time and uh, I right. am really excited, like I, I want to cry when I see that movie and then I go outside. It was winter time. Like to snow. I've done some few punches and things. More of and and we try cover. Fall. Damn, I wanna be like good, good to fighter to, like this guy. And uh, since then, I like <laughs> I remember myself. My lifestyle is like fighting and making money this way. You know, but reality was difficult, yeah. and different. You know, when I came to on a fight scene in Lefain and, and then you know, in uh, other countries and up now in, in England. Uh, second stage was like uh, probably a bloodsport with uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. That was again like wow, you know, and I was like <laughs> yes, ten, I think ten, yes. like, it was like a second brief, you know, and then two years later I moved from the village, in a school, in uh, into the big city where. Go to the school and it uh, looks like that school kids they don't like the villages you know like city boys we don't like villages and we start bullying me and uh I deal with that bullying uh, yeah I become karate kid after that battle in the school uh oh, luckily really? yeah. the school and uh yeah it, it's amazing that uh lots of lots of kids they came to ask me help later on like i don't even fight and show my skills. And I just become like karate kid in a in a school where about 900 kids uh, taking like three lessons every every day, you know? and then yeah, my my granny cover because around that time in 90s, uh, 96 around this time, there was a bit of corruption in the in, in La and. Uh, the fighters was like kind of bad sign, you know my, my parents don't support me you on know, that idea that I want to train just for myself self-defense and before I maybe become a gangster so they don't support the idea <laughs> you know they give you money and uh, yeah my, my my dreams kind of broke down you know I lost motivation but my granny stepped that, that right time you know she said, she said listen if you want go and, and train but make sure you use for, for good things you know and was buzzing and I started training and I, I I remember was a few classmates who was training karate at that time in in our town and uh, I was so excited that I I catch them like we was training for six months plus and I catch them in a month like I get I straight mean, straightway moved into fight, fighters class you know so I was so excited that I'm, I'm skillful and talented to learn quick and catch the classmates you know from the school who training like six plus months already in advance you know? so yeah and uh, slowly slowly you know, year by year I get better and start competing in national tournaments was not many competition around that time 1996 to 2000 was really quiet just a few competitions probably three four competitions a year only so real battles used to be between clubs or like uh, was the station like a local boxing club uh, members we tried kick off uh, into our dojo you know when I trained karate my, my first style was karate shutkan, and uh, we tried like a bully as, and say oh karate guys you, you can't fight you have to get out from from this town so we have to stand up and uh, like show them what is real karate and then those days was karate like like day MMA you know so we we beat oh, yeah. them twice we beat those boxers twice. We never come back. Looks like we was, uh, yeah, into those gangs type of, like, criminals, you know, but we was, like, uh, white warriors with uh, white kimonos, you know, with geese, with kai, with <laughs> yeah. bouncing forward-backwards, simple fight style, but lots of high kicks, phone kicks, spinning kicks, you know, that's when my background comes from. Yeah, uh, we were one of the main fights here in UK with spinning kicks, so, yeah, that's all... Uh,
0: from the karate background, you know? nice, nice. So it's funny so how in get... Europe, yeah, I cannot... Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I was just, I was gonna just say that um, it's very interesting to me how it's you mentioned there about uh, karate, and in the in the nineties and early two thousands, and even earlier than that. Karate was pretty much what mixed martial arts is like today. It was very brutal.
1: On a wooden floor, no tatami, no boxing gloves, no boxing bags, no focus mitts, just the bare knuckles and punching each other, kicking each other in the head, whatever levels. And if we go, if one of us fall down, it's continuously used to be on a wooden floor or if we did the summertime training outside, we just used to fight outside, you know, on the grass, and you know, on the sand, if it's beach or lakeside, and you know, like just uh, was great memories, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I feel that's yep. where my spirit comes from, strong spirit as a fighter. You know?
0: Oh, absolutely. The traditional in martial arts really give you a good grounding in what martial mm-hmm. arts are all about, I feel. Uh, especially there, like, particularly the
1: main, main, main thing on the on the list is the respect you know that's what martial arts teach yeah. today after 30 years yeah. of training and teaching uh, for the last 9 years I, I, I can say it's all about respect to martial arts and uh, self self evolution is it like understanding yourself deeper you know,
0: absolutely i couldn't agree with you more it's not just about competing in medals And being a tough man, it's more about the respect. It's more about the discipline it teaches you. uh, And uh, it's self-respect it teaches you, you know, uh, motivation and confidence. People seem to forget these things because nowadays you have a lot of athletes and fighters who are quite brash and they're quite arrogant and that sells tickets. So the promotions try and push these kind of things because they know they're going to put people on the seats. Mm -hmm. But all true martial artists and all true... Uh, combat sports, aficionados, no matter what way you're involved with the sport, if you've been involved with it most of your life, you have a good understanding of what martial arts are actually supposed to be about, which is the things we just spoke about. Respect, honour, dignity, loyalty, all these special attributes they give you growing up. And uh, yeah, man, if... If martial arts were taught in school, I think kids would be a lot better. I think there would be a lot less kids leaving school at 16 in the UK yeah. and ending up in the streets. Yeah, big you know? time. Big time. Must
1: be some combat disciplines. Uh, I would say, like, yeah, jiu-jitsu, karate, these traditionals, taekwondo, always traditional martial arts, mixed martial arts, can be as well on the board rather than only boxing, for example, because... Um, it like it's like not that much respect and discipline in the boxing why I find out from from gyms have been visiting here but it's getting better these days because coaches the special old school coaches they understand more about respect and loyalty but young coaches like if we train just 200 years and if we don't have there is some coaches I know we have no even any fighting experience and then Danny's bumps into problems and all those, those things are kind of bit wrong you know but it is what it is we have to do you're deep very deep right
0: deep. no no you're right I agree with you 100% yeah Um. so moving on a little bit from that uh, we've learned a little bit about your beginnings in martial yeah, arts which is very interesting
1: point, you know, uh, where we kick those bullies boxes out from um, you know the our day <laughs> and then one day I've been I think he experience experienced karate at that time with my, my coach, he was very skillful in the boxing, in boxing. Uh, he did some taekwondo and some sambo with Zudu. Uh, he's supposed to fight in his first show, Bushido rings, and was in Wuhan, the, the famous Russian fighter uh, as a guest star. And he really wanted to uh, perform very well in that competition. But like I think three or four days before this tournament, he got injured. And he asked me to save him, you know. <laughs> and I remember I just say yes. I was so confident without any like, international fighting could Just go straight away into that show. It was amazing. My opponent was three times national judo champion. And that's how my professional career starts. Uh, and actually, it was 1999. I'm not sure record, but not quite right. it's not. Um, I lost that fight as a points but it was good, good fight to see style versus style, like karate, uh, be, uh, judo, uh versus judo. versus judo, you know, like impressive. I was 18 that night, mm-hmm. and uh, my opening was 33 years. I you know, we have, like three, three national titles. So it was uh, amazing, you know. And then since then I do wow. the adrenaline kick, and there uh, yeah, I just can't believe it. And the second opener was third ranked in the world Muay Thai fighter, Russian champion in Muay Thai, European champion. In Muay Thai. Uh, that time he was announced as the third in the world ranked Muay Thai fighter in my division, like with, and I, that was a good fight too. You know, lost some points, I was so happy that. That uh, they don't do much damage to me. I just lost some points, So like we just win a better position because we train in a in the best uh, best um, gyms in the capital and the second city from the capital. I was just a boy from the village in a small town, you know, and and pretty much from nowhere. And um, I was so excited that I can uh, fight to, like really close level to the those uh, European and world champions, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. What can you tell us about your art? Yeah, no, no that's, that's, that's very interesting uh, how you got involved with that. Uh, I just want to ask you a question about when you yeah. came to the UK. Now, I know you've the who's who in the United Kingdom when it comes to mixed martial arts. Yes. You've you've pretty much fought everybody that is at one fifty five or roundabouts, that kind of weight. Yeah, um, you've got experience fighting on all the shows.
1: As well one forty five, one fifty-five, one seventy-five Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jumping in three, four different divisions and you know, on short notices and I really enjoy it. Since since I tried, I, like I tried don't say no for the opportunities, you know, because the fight is fight. And it's not street fight; it's professional sport, you know, it's and it's uh, third man in the uh, ring or cage. I know it's safe, you uh, know, because it's really good level in uh, MMA yeah, or K1 or Muay Thai in, in UK. So I, I just used to be that crazy. Let's say I will couple of management fights like before them on been Going to grappling tournaments, win a couple medals over there, you know, and my division, open division, and next day on Sunday, if I let's say, an anger management, that time we used to be, in the Midlands, quite famous federation, I think we quite right now, but, I'm not surprised, we come, as well, because we very good, to run the show, and, yeah, I've been fighting for a few, times for the titles, so yeah, just like, any opportunity, used to hit, I, I used to grab them, and, and just enjoying, the, the moments, you know, of the fighting, and build my strength, no, and physical and mental.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's it. I mean, you fought guys like Brad Pickett, um, you know, like really, really big names in the UK yeah. who have yeah. gone on to do really big yeah. things in the yeah. UFC. And, uh, Brad Pickett is such a
1: for the I've been given this opportunity like four before fight, and in my gym was just a four guys. It was like strangers. We don't wanna train regular, and I just be prepared pretty much on the skipping rope and the combinations on the back and pads, and no really groundwork much. Just uh, just preparation like that. And that time, <laughs> I think Brad was going start going to the top team in America, train over there and doing his yeah and. Uh, I'm so excited. We we smash each other for bloody three rounds. You know, it's good memories. I've seen him last year. I think in the Gladiator, Celtic Gladito show, we, we shake hands and give a hug each other. He's such a nice guy. You know, I really, really kind of enjoying those few minutes. Where we, we talk about our past and you know? we laugh. Like time flies. and you know? it's just like wow. You know, not yeah.
0: people and make
1: friends. Um, after fights forever I would say at least in my situation I don't know but I was i I just enjoying fighting and having
0: you know, fun after you know yeah no I completely agree with you that's one of the main things professional fighting gives you it gives you a brotherhood with other people you've competed against now during the fight you might hate each other but nine times out of ten after the fights they're shaking hands they're hanging out they're talking buying each other pints do you know what I mean it's a beautiful thing that we have uh, Mm. in combat sports where the camaraderie and the, the brotherhood yeah. you you can you can build with someone who you fought against. It's a beautiful yeah, thing. Some
1: people like understand wrongly about like this is our anger is about showing off. It's, it's not that. It's just uh, two professional athletes, We're testing these skills will we learn in the years of training and we testing in the best form, which is we see in the front of you the the professional athlete who will be training working hard and. He wanna test himself against me, or me against him, you know. You know like, and after we find out that, like, yeah, one of us was better, and, um, and we, we try and prove it again next time. You know, if there is no injuries, or if it injuries coming, then you heal them, and again you've got that vibe and energy drive to keep training and. To wait yourself for phone next battle, you know, but you understand that this is like just a test, not a battle, battle like samurais, like a few hundred years ago, was chopping heads off from each other using swords and you know, they're like crazy weapons, <laughs> killing to the
0: day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. It's not like the medieval days, people like to take it too seriously and think yeah. that in an actual coliseum. Yeah and this is a sport it's a regulated sport I think, I think and it's taken really a long true time
1: to there for... exactly. be you know, the, uh, no third man in the cage or ring you know that will be like pretty much yeah and then we'll be back to into, like those times then like no rules or something but now then there is the third man in the, in the cage or ring then is the sport big time sport and I think in a sport should be like treated like differently both camps from both fighters you know, that, that focus that attention mainly for respected players, Yeah.
0: Hundred percent. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree with you. So I've got another question for you, uh, Antonas. I mean you're also a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, yeah. uh under Czech Max, yeah, which is yeah. a worldwide known um, um, jiu jitsu. I just wanna talk, Lindo, to talk yeah. a little bit about how you got into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu your journey to your black belt. Oh that was like an amazing time and I met
1: uh... Yeah, I start 2007, I started in the Trojan Free Fighters MMA my trainings, MMA, wrestling, boxing, kickboxing, lots of discipline, we've been training over there and then that time was uh, Italo Ferreira training, black belt from American Top Team, black belt training uh, us and uh, but I have an opportunity to train with him just uh, probably for a good six months and then he said that he's been offered to, to work in Abu Dhabi and then he said he's gonna be bringing one of his best mates from Brazil to replace him and uh, we all was hungry and excited about new instructor and uh, yeah that was Chico Mendes and he came around 2011 and since then my mind my, my, my just changed change because um, Chico Mendes really was like pushing everybody to start trading in a gi or you know, just to realize that uh, no gi game is important we thought that the MMA, we need to just the no gi because it's like MMA. But I'm thankful one of that she was pushing me and other. students like he really open eyes about what is real jujitsu or you know because um, it's completely different jujitsu and gi and no gi. So yeah, years flies quickly yeah. and we we did lots of trainings to go. We did lots of competition, international, national ones like planting gold medals. yeah hey, well I can say I just love it you know without Jiu-Jitsu I wouldn't be a true martial artist I would say that 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 type of spell like Jiu-Jitsu really gives more deep understanding about martial arts it's striking mm. out, I think, Absolutely. Maybe giving that respect and that that knowledge that experience what is real real martial arts. because jiu is so so close so so body to body so tight you know so so heavy in many, many ways, dif- difficult and different sport and the striking uh, the martial arts. Yeah, I'm so thankful to Chico Mendes for, for his um, uh, fire and dedication for for his martial arts, for his coaching. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm lucky actually that uh, having yeah. him, you know, uh, that time. Now he left for last, I think, three years, he's in America doing his business
0: okay yeah missing yeah.
1: him big time but you know. when did you get your um, it was 2016 in July yeah it was a big surprise like 150 people on the mats uh, a few black belts it was uh, I can't remember what kind of seminar but like <laughs> since then it just was like a shock slap you know like oh man am I black belt right now I just see like Chico say have a go do it." you deserve that <laughs> and uh, I think it was like around six months left before he left America so yeah it's a shame what happened
0: so that's really good yeah it is good for me. yeah uh, that's I amazing like you like got more to get
1: more black than black black black, you you know, I lost like a brother he's still alive anybody? but he's in America far away and uh, like I feel like uh, a bit bit like empty, you know, it's like, I lost like my right arm, something like that, you know, when Chico was around, he was like really good, uh, inspirated, uh, so detailed on the movements and all yeah. these techniques in the game, you game because yeah. he is a world champion in the, game, in the game, so, yeah, I was so, 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 so happy training under him, you know, and i um, Happy to so black belt. Even yeah, well, I'm not representing. Him yeah, that's amazing. Just independent black belt. Pretty much, yeah. I
0: mean, we have many good boys, so I support them right now. The yeah. yeah, yeah. Which takes me on to the next question perfectly. I was going to ask you about. So, what MMA teams do you train with right now? Because I'm aware you used to train with Trojan. Free fighters before, and you've moved on to Renegade in yeah. Birmingham. So, what's the your training partner? What What's the training like in there? You've got guys like Tom Breeze in yeah, there, don't yeah, you? Yeah, Some yeah, adverse, guys,
1: uh, Fabian Edwards, um, quite a few Bellator guys over there. It's like it's amazing that, that Renegade. It looks like it's hard in the Midlands, Southwest Midlands, and people traveling all over from. Uh, other cities, like even from London who come into training in Birmingham at uh, Renegade it is so high level such so a nice place to train The uh, coaches and fighters they, they, they kind of show that energy, they, hey, you're welcome boy, come join, let's train let's kick some asses <laughs> you, know? you know it is good, it is good to train in Renegade, I've been, I've been training with sweat guys in Bristol as well quite a few times in the very very good place over there They've not, not many, money Paul Reed Vesley it is good 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 team over there too but I think I think the Renegade is cool and bigger and you know, also yeah I stick with the Renegade guys for now.
0: Yeah no they're a great team well respected team. I mean they've got guys like Fabian Edwards and Leon Edwards yeah. UFC yeah, to, um, uh, contender yeah. and Bellator contender. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Guys guys like Tom Brees uh, you must be getting some great rounds of sparring yeah. and, and uh, rolling. He's not guys. in my
1: division and he's like way, way much better level. Uh, beats much a few times. I enjoy it. That's what makes me come back. You know, I like the places Then I go and I uh, get beat up by good professionals. But, you know, the UFC level, I'm not, not yet in UFC level so only like with more training with more dedication for that but as I'm, yeah. I am training only part time so it is hard to reach that level to be close to these guys level but every day I'm, I'm willing to get better and better you know? how we say what well, doesn't makes us stronger yep. so this time probably we'll to we keep exactly. on moving.
0: and let's face it on with people who you can be easily it does not help you improve your level. It's just a kind of grows your
1: ego, uh, but the ego can you make you blind Eagle, you can, exactly. ego exactly makes you blind and you're gonna be lose pretty much first you lose with yourself and then very big chances you're gonna be losing the cage. You know I've seen lots of good guys, you know, like we've been unbeaten on the record and then First time we lost, boom, they retired straight away. they can't deal anymore with uh, that negative feeling that they have been beat up. You know, beat up is like, like very painful for them. For me, it's like eating breakfast. You no, know, no problem. I, I, I'm ready in two weeks. If no energy, even next weekend. I'm ready to fight, you know, like my, my record being like I've been fighting seven weekends in a row. And guess what? I like win five fights from seven, just lost two on a decision that was in 2015. I think I just need to double check on the dates because so many fights and I get a bit lost. But I'm sure that will not talk a of you know, like all these yeah. fights are all over there. So, yeah, it's just, um, you know, like I said, oh, yeah. it's a sport, you know, and you know, I'm guaranteed you win. There's so many ways you can win and lose tactics on top of that it's like so rich so rich game and yeah it is pleasure to that's brilliant now. at that the that's absolutely amazing closest to me so amazing to be part of Renegade
0: yeah no brilliant uh well antennas that's our time up to now we our half an hour point which actually which actually went by quite fast to yeah. be honest only feels like about 15 yeah. minutes has went by. Um, so that's the end of our first episode of the Fight Talk podcast. We might actually change the name, by the way, but for now, we're going to go with UFL TV's Fight uh, Fight Talk mm-hmm. podcast. And this was episode one with the one and only Antanas Yazbutis, the veteran MMA athlete in the UK who's been active since 1999. Yes. So anybody listening out there, you put yeah, you have a think about that for a little second. He's been fighting professionally since 1999. So it just goes to show you the level of experience you have antennas. And uh, you're a real martial artist from your ethos to the way you conduct yourself. I mean, you've got a black belt in karate. You have a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You're well-versed with wrestling. You've got great MMA skills all around. You've got good boxing. So you're a true mixed martial artist. And it's it's great for us to be connected with someone like you. And hopefully, God willing, we're gonna keep getting guests on like yourself, people who are experiencing the game and who have something really interesting to tell because your stories were very interesting today, what you're telling me about back home and how you got involved in martial arts. And this is the kind of stuff we wanna put out there. We don't wanna just do what every normal podcast is talking about. We wanna talk to fighters but we want to make it a little bit more interesting
1: yeah you know? well, thank you guys thank you for the invitation it was a pleasure to share my
0: no problem no problem we'll talk soon yep we'll talk soon brother you take yeah, it easy yeah. and thank you for your time stay safe, stay safe
1: and healthy I hope to see you soon
0: you will do. You will do. And this is the Fight Talk podcast from UFL TV. And this is the end of episode one. And we will be back sometime this week with episode two. The, the guest is to be confirmed. Thank yeah. you very much. See you and later. see you later. Bye. Bye-bye.